Welcome back, everybody. We're keeping it spooky in October. This is different for us, again, because we are not recording during the daytime. Right. We are recording kind of at dusk. On a very rainy... rainy afternoon. Yeah. Two days. Two days? When was the tornado? Man, it was like two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah, two days ago we had a terrible tornado. Yeah, two or three days in ago. In the Metroplex that took out a lot of Preston Hall yeah. and Richardson. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Sirens, all that. It was awful. I mean, I feel really bad saying it, but when the news came out, all those houses in Preston Hollow that had their like roofs torn off. Uh-huh. Part of me was like, well, at least it was Preston Hollow. Yeah, they'll be they'll, they'll be, be okay. fine. Like yeah. those people have insurance and can yeah. afford to fix their houses. Yeah. Like if it had ripped through South Dallas or West Dallas yeah. or over here, it would have been over. Yeah, I think. And so, uh, but I, nobody died. Yeah, which is great. I'm glad everyone's okay. Yeah, and it, it's one of those weird. It's one of those weird things where you know, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes away, like, horrible shit is happening. But if you grow up here, I, I mean, I just sat and watched TV. Yeah, and like, I literally didn't know that it was happening until the, the very last minute. I was taking a soothing bath, and then the sirens, sirens started going. And you're like, what like, the hell? What's going on? And I got on Facebook, and, of course, everybody's like, get in the tub with a mattress. Right. And I was like, what is happening? And then John said, oh, it's a tornado warning, and John was freaking out. And I was like, we literally go through this every year. Every year. And nothing happens. Thank goodness, Thank, yeah. whatever. But I'm like, why are you freaking out? We know what to do. Yeah. If the, if if the, the shit goes down. If the shit goes down, get in the very middle closet. And even that is like, eh, maybe it'll help. Yeah. Maybe it won't, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like grab the kitties and get in the Grab tub. the kitties. That that was always, that's always Aspen's in my number one. I was out. Yeah. And she called and she was like, I just, I think I might need help with the kitties. And I was like, all right, I'll come home. You know. <laughs> I drove, I've driven through two That's tornadoes. That remember a few years ago when that tornado uh, ripped through Fort Worth? Yeah. And kind of fucking destroyed Fort Worth and then kind of like drove down 30. Yeah. And, and came this came way. Came this way. I drove through that one and had no idea. And then one time in college where I was literally trying to get to my show and I could see it. The like, tornado? I could see the it's tornado. It's such a weird me. thing. It's so weird. I have students who have. Or freshmen who just moved to Texas right. from other places, uh-huh. and they were so freaked out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, I guess if you're not from, you know. But every other place has a kind of natural disaster. Yeah, that's thing, like I have, right? I, mean, I have one student from California. She was totally freaked out, and I was like, what about earthquakes? And she was like, eh. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was like, that's the yeah, that's, that's the trade off. That's, that's the trade off. So that's tornado news. That's tornado news. Hopefully, everyone's all right. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> this is Terror and Tacos, where we talk about tacos, terror, and tornadoes. Yeah, apparently. Ooh, nice. Oh, look, the three Boom. T's. Boom. Did it. Bye. See you next time. <laughs> um, yeah. So Michael and I have been so busy. I so mean, busy. So I mean, we we text almost daily about what do you want to talk about? When are we recording? What's How the next can we work episode? Our schedules out? How can we work the schedules out so that we can record? And we just this week has just been crazy. We haven't been able to make it happen. And then we finally said, okay, we're going to record on Thursday. What are we going to record about? And we were both like, I don't have time to see anything. <laughs> whatever, whatever. And then we just kind of thought, yeah, well, what do you do? Right. What do you do when you don't have time to sit down and watch a feature length or even a TV show? Even a yeah, because a full, you're going to want to binge episode. it. Yeah. 
Uh, how do you keep it spooky yeah. on the go, basically? How do you keep it spooky on the go? I mean, you know what I do. I like to put in yeah. the, the horror... Uh, Put a, put a horror score soundtrack on. Soundtrack in the car while I, you know, yeah. ride around Dallas and stuff like that. That helps me to keep it spooky. Yeah. And, and I mean, even for some people who work uh, sort of, you know, normal jobs with the... They can't just sit there and watch a movie, but maybe they have other options, you know? Right. Like a podcast. Yeah. It's, it's, yes, exactly. Not necessarily ours. Not necessarily ours. Um, we talk about keeping it spooky, but there are podcasts that are actually yeah. spooky. They are actually spooky. So we were like, let's just come up. Hey, we're going to help you keep it spooky in, all the, in, in, in any situation. In lots of different ways. Yeah. In different ways. So what are some of your favorite ways to keep it spooky when you don't have time to sit down and watch TV or a movie or... Um, I got a few. I mean, a few. Also, I was going to say, we should say, even in the vein of we're so busy, we don't have time, we grab Taco Cabana. Yeah. It's fast. <laughs> exactly. Then that's why, because I, I, I was like, we keep saying that we're going to up our taco game and we're going to branch out and go to different parts of the city and we're going to do that. Right. But That'll, I was just like... That might be in the new year. I am driving home in the middle of a storm, and I got to pick up something, yeah. so I just picked up Taco Cabana. Cabana. It was good. Perfect. I had a beef fajita quesadilla. You had a chicken, chicken taco. taco. And then, I, that right now, they have... Oh, uh, I didn't eat the peach empanadas. They have peach empanadas. You can have it later. You yeah. can have it afterwards. They're so good. I need to have it. Yeah, um, a p- empanada is just a fried pie, y'all. It's what yeah, Texans delicious. call a fried pie. And this has peaches in it. So um, delicious. So, yeah, and it was perfect for on the go. So yeah. one of the things, kind of just to play off what you just said about you you put on uh, a, a spooky score. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been uh, uh, Sirius XM. I didn't write the channel down because I'm, I'm an idiot. Oh, man, I'm going to have to write They have down. a Halloween station <gasps> going on right now. I think it's called Scream or something along oh those lines. Oh, my God. And so they'll play scores. Then they'll play even, like, you know, wacky stuff like Monster Mash and shit. Yes. But then sometimes, and this is kind of perfect if it's late at night and you're driving, they'll just play weird fucking sounds. Like, you'll be driving, and then it'll just be, like, chains rattling or, you know, like a wolf howling. I can't wait. Yeah. And I so was in such a hurry because I was teaching and had to get over here and I forgot to jot down the channel number but if you have Sirius XM um, it, it goes until November 1st. I am going to start Sirius changed my life it's, and yeah. you introduced Game I know, changer. I know I'm behind the times but I didn't have a car that could get Sirius mm-hmm. and uh, I finally do now and you know that new wave channel like oh, changed my life but yeah they have the lithium channel with the grunge <laughs> the 90s music and now this, oh my God. Yeah, and so this that. is like, if you're driving around, it's, again, and it'll be some songs from horror movies, it'll be some, you know, there's like that whole weird genre of like, horror songs that aren't scary. Yeah. But they're just sort of like Halloween themed or monster themed. But yeah, to me, the sounds are the best, because you're just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? You know who else does that? There's a radio station, the public radio station out of Denton. I discovered this when I was directing a show up at UNC. They just play weird sounds yeah, and shit? Yeah, well, they, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's one of those radio stations that's like, it's like a ca- cable access. Right, you right. You know? But it has like, like a 10-mile radius. Yeah, it has a 10-mile, they're, they're special. <laughs> those are, real, like, those, I, I read up on them when I was listening to it, and now I've forgotten everything about them. I don't even know what they're called, but it's like a 10-mile radius. They don't have, you know, a lot of reach. And so... Really, it's whoever wants to come in and have a show. 
You know? I love that. You know, and UNT is really well known for their music school. Yeah, yeah. And so they have a lot of weirdos up there yeah. who are into weird music. And I'd be driving home at night. And it was actually creepy because when I was directing that play up there, there was all these, like, incidents of of women being uh, abducted off the side of the oh, road. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, off of, what is it, 35? Coming yeah, back it's coming from back from Benton, yeah. Um, it, like, women who had stopped with a flat tire or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah, it was really terrible. Um, but they would they would play, like, whale songs, like, late at night. Like, it would just be, like, 35 minutes of whales mating. Or it would, you know, oh, it would be, like... 40 minutes of Arctic ice cracking. Crackling. And you know, you know, and you know it's some like brilliant jazz kid. Yeah. Because they have like an incredible they jazz have an incredible, program. Like, and he's it, like, I'm going to come in and just play Arctic ice. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I know that everybody's like, oh, Berkeley School of Music or Juilliard or whatever. You guys, UNT, UNT is, is, UNT the, is, the, real is, deal. is the real deal Absolutely. of like music school. And they have like some fucking geniuses yeah. up in that piece. <laughs> Playing whale songs. Playing whale songs. Or like, yeah, just like weird like an hour long of just ooh, I love like it d- weird chanting I love it so now I'm gonna have to find it yeah and then yeah and that also be spooky too and check out yeah so find check out the serious <laughs> station as well it's good for your commute it's good at night yeah it's a, it's a way keeping it spooky 24 7 right so another way that I keep it spooky when I'm in the car is there is a podcast that I like uh, called My Favorite Murder. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, and uh, my um, my niece-in-law suggested it to me. She was like, I think you would really like this podcast. And if you're not familiar with it, it's these two women who live in L.A., I think. Yeah, I think and so. And they just get together and they talk about... They talk about a lot of things. Sure. But their conversation is always spurred uh, by a... a a horrific murder, murder incident. Yeah. Yeah, and they talk about why, you know, every episode kind of touches on why we are obsessed, why some of us, like you and I, mm-hmm. like them, are obsessed with murder and murder stories. Yeah. And, and that sort of and it's, thing. It's, it's a, funny. It's a good, um, I mean, there's a lot of great, I mean, obviously true crime is like a huge thing in the podcast world. I think it's probably... Uh-huh. The thing that drives podcast yeah, world. I think so too. Um, but my favorite murder, I really like um, because it's also yeah because they do uh, go on multiple tangents and they're both really smart. Yeah, and they're just fun to listen to. Yeah, but there's some really creepy shit. I mean, you know, that's I think a lot of the documentaries and stuff. It's like all of the horror and creepy shit we dream up, there's like, there's some some way worse shit going on yeah. in, in real life. Look, listen, dude. After we talk about my favorite murder, I have to tell you about something that just popped into my head. But, like, I like the story of how they met those two girls. How did they meet? They were at a party in L.A. together, and they both admit they're both kind of, like, weird, socially awkward. And that's a know? tough place to be socially it, awkward. It, yeah. And they were at a party, and one of them, like, was... In a group of people, and, and, and she said, oh, I just read this thing about my favorite, she said, my favorite serial killer. <laughs> 
And every like every other person in the room just kind of like slowly walked away, except for that one that woman. One she was like, "Oh, tell me." And then they ended up talking about serial killers that whole night. That's were like, awesome. We should, just we should start do a, a thing. Yeah, we should do a thing. I look, I look, you gotta love someone who has a favorite a favorite serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah. Do you have a favorite serial killer? Um, I don't know that I have a favorite serial killer. Side note: I don't know. I don't think she brought this up when she was a guest. My wife, Aspen Taylor went to fucking high school with a serial killer. With who? His name is Terry Hankins. He's not super famous, but he was put to death in Texas years ago. Wow. He murdered, I think, five to seven people, kept the body of his dead sister in a Holy car. Holy shit. Yeah, and it's fucked up, dude, because they, the twins, my wife and her sister, um kept their yearbooks because they're whatever they yeah. have all their yearbooks so sh- they were Zen came over and they were showing me and they showed me photos y- you can fucking tell his eyes are dead his eyes are dead and like in that horrible high school kind of girl way yeah they have written like killer and like shit like that like they knew. They fucking knew. They knew. So that is, uh, that's my closest link to an actual, now he didn't get into the huge numbers like the famous ones, but I think it's like five to seven or something. Right. That is um, crazy. Yeah. Like when you, when you find out that you're like one degree away. One degree. Yeah. I mean, and, and she said, Aspen says, they both say, but Aspen says like, they, they never would have, you know, you're, you're half joking or something but she was like we knew something yeah. was wrong yeah this wasn't just a an odd person or kind of a a social misfit they were like there was something clearly wrong wow that's um, crazy i've always been fascinated by gacy just because of the the lengths that he like the clown thing and everything is just like that is insane that that yeah yeah he's he's a like, little strange um who do, do you have a favorite serial killer well i just recently started reading about favorite uh about, i started he, i don't think he's my favorite but i've i've started people reason, are gonna be so mad at yeah, us <laughs> reading about ed gein quite frankly because he he's inspired so many movie yeah killers. so many horror yeah. Movie killers. And so I kind of just wanted to find out more about who that guy was. And um, it. I may regret it. I don't know. Right. But, um, yeah, he was just... I, I can't imagine the level of abuse. I'm not excusing what he did sure. or how he lived. But I can't imagine the level of abuse that, that he endured to become, become the, the thing he became. That he, he became. That's been like one of the most fascinating things to me about Mindhunter, uh, the show, is is one, learning about some of the less famous, right? right you know, people that we don't, not yeah. everybody knows about, the sort of big ones, if you will, but also looking that they look at how different some of, they have similar motives and operation, like execution, but just different backgrounds and like how yeah like it doesn't it's not always this it's usually a white dude but other than that but no, but even that but isn't even even, even they like, break that down at the end of, yeah, yeah it's so strange yeah. because that used to I mean it's true I mean right the accepted belief is that that most serial killers are white guys but how do we know that that that, that cops are not looking at other 
ethnic backgrounds or whatever because they don't think right so you know which is a, a lot of what season two of Mindhunter is based right. him trying to say don't fucking like right get locked in on this like right. there are other uh, yeah yeah um, because a lot of people are like oh no women aren't serial killers They're right not and it's like I'm like but, but have you seen Alias Grace on yeah. Netflix come and on if you haven't that's a really good story I mean yeah. I can't so, when I sat down to think about how many women in Victorian times must have used rat poison to kill their husbands. Exactly, absolutely. And no one would ever suspect them because they're women. I mean, I have a friend who told a story about she grew up in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. It sort of gives away who it is. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, she she told me a story about uh, a woman. that Not that she was friend, but sort of just like I mean, yeah. just a story that everyone knew. Um, and she poisoned her husband and his entire family. That's and me. I think it was in a cake. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, fucking bold. And yeah. that that's like knocked out like eight people in one fell swoop. Dude, um, she's my favorite serial killer. Right? <laughs> so you can read about serial killers. You can read about serial killers. If you want killers. to keep it spooky. And if you like to read about serial killers, maybe you like to watch things about serial killers, which brings me to my next thing. There's a little channel. There's a channel on YouTube that my daughter introduced me to because my daughter likes true crime. Yeah. Um, called Crime Watch. Oh, have okay. Have seen it? I have not. And, oh, I think you would like it because these are like short. I almost texted you last night because I was like, I've got, you can't make this shit up. Like, we've got to turn this into a play. Like, this is insane. Um, and it's like little episodes of, of true crime uh-huh. that are like 15 minutes. So you can just knock it out. You can knock it out. And last night I was watching one about this woman who married. Um, it has a lot of incest. There's a lot of incest in this story, which is one of the things where I was like, that's disgusting, but I'm also intrigued. Right. How, how does this happen? This woman who married her uncle, her father's brother. Okay. And because she re- like she'd always wanted to be part of the family. And they film it real sens- sensationalized, right. right? So it's like they show they show footage of the family having a picnic and someone's like peeking from behind the tree and I was like, "Well, this is not actual. I mean, I'm, this is not actual footage, but anyway, whatever." So she married her uncle and completely est- estranged him from his two children. This guy had an apple orchard in California and was like, you know, he he was worth about three or four million dollars. Okay. And so she marries him and, uh, I don't know, and then they move to Belize so that they can get away from the family that does clearly doesn't approve of him marrying his blood niece. Yeah, that seems like they're in the right, but But, it's like... (laughs) But they, like, they interview this woman, you know, they're talking to her, and she, and you can see, she's dead behind her eyes. Uh Uh-huh. She's really beautiful. Okay. She's super beautiful. But but dead inside. But she's dead inside, and, and, um, so they move to Belize, somehow he gets this email from some granddaughter back in the states who accuses him of having molested her when she was young the man denies it he's like i never did that then suddenly he's dead like he was shot like in the back of the head what yeah like he sent an email to his son oh no it gets better (laughs) he sends an email to his son and says i always loved being your father that was it okay and then the next thing we know He's got a bullet hole in the back of his head. And it's like the way he was shot, there was no, no way, way he, he could have, have done it himself. himself. And she's oh. like, 
oh, uh, he killed himself and and there's blood spatter. I mean, like, she flees. Bel- well, first, his son <laughs> goes to Belize the night that her, that his son, her cousin, her cousin right? arrives in Belize to comfort her. They take a shower together and have sex. What? And he ends up staying with her for, like, a few weeks while they fix all the dad stuff, but comforting her. Then it comes out that she had been fucking her cousin for 13 years prior to the two years that she was married to her cousin's father, her her uncle. uncle. Then her mother reveals, or she reveals that her own mother had had a relationship with the uncle when she was little. What the fuck? Then this the, is like a V.C. Andrews yes, novel. Yes, that's what my daughter said. That's what Issa <laughs> said. Then, she, then the mother reveals that the guy, the old man, had a, a, apparently molested this serial killer woman when she was little. And so... The one that ended up marrying him. The one that him. ended up marrying him. And the, the the reporter, you can see the reporter's like just trying to keep yeah, up with like, everything. Yeah, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, Marianne, this is, this, is, this is a lot. And she's like, yeah, it is. It's really complicated. And she's just like smiling dead-faced into the camera. And like, you know she killed this guy. You know she killed the next guy. Do you think the son, the cousin, helped? I don't know. He was in California, and they were in Belize. That's insane. It's insane. And then she's like, yeah, I don't think if he did molest me, I don't remember, and clearly it didn't affect me, so what does it matter? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. No, yeah. yeah clearly, yeah, you're not affected you're not at all. You're not affected. And you're then totally well adjusted. She's like fucking her lawyer. What the f- All right, so this is Crime Watch. Yes. Okay, I gotta it's, check this out. It's crazy. And then the one, the the episode after that was a granny that killed like six men. That's fan. Shouldn't say it. That's fantastic. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I you know what it, it's fantastic that that channel exists. It's so fantastic. Not that the old lady no, killed. No, because nothing. I was, I was like. Well, you can't make this no, shit up. That's the thing. Now, like, I'm gonna have to forward it to you. Because every like every horror movie scenario, there's some weird shit that happened in real life that's like way crazier. Right. Like, and this, and she's real pretty. And fucking everyone she knows. <laughs> fucking everyone she knows, including her uncle. Oh my god! All right, so that's Crime Watch. Crime Watch. Um, so I, I have a podcast as well that I know I've brought up and is actually really famous. Uh, so famous, it got turned into uh, uh, an Amazon series. But old episodes of Lore, L-O-R-E, oh, yeah. are really great. And uh-huh. I love Lore. And the first season of the Amazon show is great. Uh-huh. Then they totally fuck it up and make it a completely different thing in season two and ruined it. Because um, part season one is basically just episodes of the podcast sort of animated and acted out. Right. Then season two, they turned into just like a weird horror anthology show that has nothing to do... There's no... The the beauty of the show is it's creepy, but you also learn a lot. Right. Like, he... There are some great episodes on... I think we had... I brought it up on a movie, that an Irish movie we watched, where he talks about, like, the concept of the changeling and how, like... Men, right. men, when women started making more money than their husbands in like Ireland and stuff, they would blame the fairy folk and say, "This isn't my wife." And like, oh, that's right. All this like weird shit. He tells about um, 
you know, sort of the vampire myths and where that came from. Just a bunch of really cool stuff. And it's creepy and spooky, but at the same time, educational. Right, right. Which I love. And so the great thing about the podcast, if you're trying to keep it spooky, is um, he'll sometimes have multiple two or even three topics mm-hmm. in an episode. So even if you don't have an out ou- an hour, excuse me, you can listen to just one segment of it. Right. Um, and I, I love it. It's it's great. They're really creepy stories. And like I said, Lore. It's fascinating shit uh-huh. where you're like, whoa, this is crazy yeah. and really well researched and all that. So yeah. check out Lore, the podcast, and then season one, if you're at home on Amazon, season two, screw it. Fuck they, it. They, they Fuck fucking season ruined, they two. They ruined it. They ruined it. So there's another channel on YouTube uh, called Alter. Okay. And they uh, they do like just horror shorts. Oh, cool! And like fiction short horror. Yeah, fi- okay. yeah. Like little, they're tiny horror movies. That's great. And they're like eight minutes long, nine minutes long. And actually, I think they're the ones that produced that real famous one from a few years back called Lights Out. Remember Lights yes, Out? Yes, that be, then got that turned then got into, turned into a, a feature. Yeah. but wasn't as good as no, the short. No, the short's way better. Yeah, the short is really fucking scary. Yeah. I watched it over and over again and scared my pants off several times. Yeah, and times. it's much better than the. Yeah. It just that. That plot didn't need. No, it doesn't need 90 to be. Minutes, yeah. You know? So, um, and there, you know, and some of them are hit and miss. Like today, I saw one called like everything, the, the Smiling know. Man, which had me for the first seven minutes, and then the last two minutes, I was like, "Meh, you lost me." Um, but they have some really scary ones. So if you go on YouTube and you look up Alter or just look up uh, short horror films, uh huh. They'll come up on YouTube, and and they're really well produced. That's great. Uh, there's one called the Armoire. That's pretty scary. Cool. Um, and there's, yeah, there's another one called Terrifier that my my daughter keeps saying I need to watch. That I also got, I believe, turned, into, turned a into a full length. So let me ask you a question because sure. there's another thing that I want to talk about, and I have it on my phone because I didn't want to lose it. But like, regarding. Sh- short horror films. Uh huh. Do you do you you're you're a writer, aren't you, Michael? I've been um, told. You've been told. Um, do you, do you think that? Oh, I don't know. I don't quite know how to put it, but like, is the horror genre the genre that is best suited to like a short film format? Is it? Does it matter? I I think I do think horror is. Are you saying, like, as opposed to, say, trying to make a fantasy short mm-hmm. or sci-fi or right. whatever? yeah. I do think horror lends itself to the short film genre. Um, one, because it really only... You can scare someone in a moment, right? Like, yeah. there's even a famous, like, literary thing that now got turned into a Netflix show called Two Sentence Horror Stories. Yeah. And, um... There, you can scare someone basically in an instant, right? Or especially in eight minutes. Right. And I think that's sort of perfect. Also, you can do something scary without needing a billion dollars or without even needing necessarily a fully developed story, right? Right. Like, we could shoot something... Even, I was even, there was, like, one thing, I remember you were actually working because you were directing, and I was just sort of sitting next to you by the monitor when we were doing (laughs) our movie, and you were, like, doing work, and there was a a creepy 
character in our movie. Uh-huh. The actor just walked across set because she was probably getting a fucking drink or something. Right. And the lights were already set up and you had basically set the scene and you were talking to like an actor and in the background she just, as a human being, walked across the set to go get something. It was terrifying, (laughs) right? Like if you didn't know you were on a movie, like it was absolutely terrifying. And I think that's why you can capture like horror movies in that short format. And I would even say, because I am a writer, the only fiction I've ever had published, um, because normally I write plays and stuff, the only fiction I've ever read was a short horror story that's only only five pages long. It's very scary. And it's, to me, still some of the scariest stuff I've written because it's just this one little scenario and it's creepy and like, yeah, maybe it's not, there's not some backstory. It doesn't really matter. So I think horror does work in those little, can work in those little snippets. Yeah, I mean, I, I like short films but I, I seem to favor short films that are the, the horror. I, I agree. Because I think sometimes you can make a really effective short but it ends up being 20 or 25 minutes and I'm like right. this just seems like you want to make a full length <laughs> right? and you're trying to raise some money for it and you have a cool idea right? whereas like an 8 minute horror movie or like the lights out short that's it that's it we didn't need to no. know anymore I, I hope they got paid a bunch right, and right. that's great but like that was it. Yeah. The 90-minute full-length is like, meh, meh all right. Whatever. I, I, I already saw it. Yeah, I already like, saw it. I saw the monster, so, yeah. like, it's not scary so to I me think, anymore. I, and I think that's, like, the two-minute, two-minute, two-sentence horror stories. It's like, you, something fucking creepy you can just say in that, like, yeah, and, and, ugh. And then it doesn't get answered, and it's even weirder, because you're like, oh, what the fuck did that even mean, you right, know? Right, right. Um, cool. Yeah, so you have, I know you have another one that's actually pretty pretty amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, is it the, you had said the, what is it, creepy things kids yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, so, so. This is a great way to just freak yourself out. Yeah, this is a great way to freak yourself out, and it's like, actually spend some time. And you have to be careful if you don't have time, because you if, you, get start, drawn if in. you start reading them, <laughs> You'll just go down the hole, yeah. right? But if, like, say, if you're in an Uber or a Lyft or, like, if you're on the train or yeah. whatever or the bus or, or you know, and you have time to get on your phone or whatever, there is, there's several of them. But or you're avoiding I, doing work but have to look like you're doing something. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like what I was doing today. Um, th- there's a... A list on on Board Panda, uh-huh. but they're everywhere. But I like the one on Board Panda because it's like comprehensive. I think that's the one I've yeah. yeah. And it's two hundred and seventy one <laughs> of the creepiest things kids have ever said to their parents, and it's like tiny little short stories. Yeah, of things that um, that kids say. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'll read one. Um, I was with my sister, her husband, and their two-year-old daughter. We were talking about loved ones that had recently passed. My father had died sometime recently. My brother-in-law went and grabbed a picture of his mother, who had died in a car crash when he was six, to show me. When my niece saw the picture, though, she started laughing. We asked her what was so funny, and she looked at us and said, That's my special friend who sings to me. Ah, chills. I still I shiver chills. just thinking about that it. That gave me. I fuck. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um. 
and they're all I mean some of them are so incredible and I you know I don't have kids I know everybody knows Uh, I I don't spend a lot of time with kids I have nephews Um, but there is this weird one they just say weird shit they do because they haven't quite they're still figuring out yeah social and like these are things you say these are things you don't say and like figuring out new words and they get excited but there is also that thing uh-huh. where I don't think, and I think we might have talked about this, their ability to differentiate between the, quote, real world uh-huh. and the imaginary world, it's, man, it's kind of all one fucking thing for them. It is one fucking thing for them. And and here's the thing. There are many theories. There are many theories. But So my sister, I think I've talked about this before. My, I have a sister who teaches... Um, at, at a Waldorf school. She's taught at a few Waldorf schools. And Waldorf schools, um, if you don't know what they are, they, it's like a totally different philosophy, like Maria Montessori. Yeah. And there's Waldorf. And, and Waldorf is completely different. Like they're... It's its own thing. It, it's its own thing. And they have um, a belief, one of their, one of their um, tenets or whatever, is that kids from birth to about the age of like five or six are still not completely grounded in this world. Okay. That they are still very much open and aware of like ethereal, weird, otherworldly things. Okay. So that they are very much still connected to the abstract. So they don't even start teaching kids how to read or like... Uh, solid um, theories or concepts until they're about six or seven. Okay. Um, because the kids are like, the kids' minds are still not completely on earth. Wow, that's yeah. bold. And, but when you read some of this yes. stuff, you're like, yeah, it totally makes sense. Like, like, here goes another one. Walking past an old cemetery, my then three-year-old son casually said, my brother is in there. When I reminded him that he didn't have a brother, he said, no, mama, from before, when the other lady was my mommy. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. That's what I'm just like, just run, just run. (laughs) And what's crazy is that kid... We'll never remember that. Like when yeah, when that child is fourteen or something, he's not gonna remember saying that. But in that moment, I feel like whatever that kid is saying is true. Yeah. <laughs> From before when the other lady was like oh. here, here's one that's really creepy. This is gonna trigger some of you, so be careful. Be, pre- be prepared. Be prepared. Getting my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter out of the bath one night, my wife and I were briefing her on how important it was she kept her privates clean. She casually replied, Oh, nobody scroofs me there. They tried one night. They kicked the door in and tried, but I fought back. I died, and now I'm here. She said it like it was nothing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, fucking A, man. Yeah, I mean, there's like 200. Yeah, it is. It is one of the. It's some of the creepiest, like truly, shit that will give you chills. Yeah. Um, and I mean, again, this is. There's a. This is. This has become a horror trope, right? That we used as well. Uh huh. Put weird shit 
in the mouth of it, like, have a child say weird shit, and it's fucking and it's, scary. And it's fucking scary. Here goes another one. My five-year-old asked me when he was going to be 23. I told him, in 18 years. He replied, well, I hope I, hope I don't die again, because that's how old I was the last time I went to heaven. Good Lord. I feel like this is just... These children are just proving reincarnation? Is that yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. There's, there's one, there's one uh, that I read years ago that um, just really got to me. And my, my daughter and I now, like, when we greet each other or when we're going to say goodbye to each other or, you know, whatever, uh, I'll be like, okay, goodbye. And my daughter will say, don't talk to the captain. <laughs> I'm like, you don't talk to the captain. And I think it's, I read one of these where this one little kid was like, um, the dad was trying to put him to bed and the kid was like, I don't want to go to bed in my room because the captain comes and talks to me oh, at God. night. And the dad was like, oh, okay, well, like, who's the captain? And started trying to like sure. get him. And Be he a was good like, dad. Uh, yeah. And he was like, oh, the captain comes to me at night and he tells me to kill you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he tells me to kill you. Oh my god. I I also like I mean, part of it I just can't imagine like all like they must be constantly even though they can't sort of rationalize it or say it. Children must constantly just be like, "What the fuck is happening?" There are all these people who are way bigger than I am. Like, what the fuck is going they on? They must be. You know? I mean, yeah. I, I can't. And then, like, just, like, the fucking stimulus of the world, right? Right. Just, like, generally going out into the world. Right, but, like, the stuff also that occurs to them. Yeah. My six-year-old daughter in the passenger seat a few days ago looked at me and said, Dad, when I'm seven, I'm going to kill you. Oh, no, God. wait. When I'm eight. I had to ask. I had to ask. So, how are you going to do that? And she smiled and said, I'm going to drive over you with this car. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fantastic. I, I just, yeah. And I'm like, also, yeah, com combined with zero filter. Like, yeah. zero filter, right? Like, I have this weird fucking thought. Which I think even as adults, we still have weird thoughts. Maybe not but, that. But, but we don't say them. We don't them. say them. Like, I'm never going to turn to my wife and be like, sometimes I think about murdering you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but those do exist, those intrusive thoughts. Of course. Of yeah. course. Like, like, I was reading another one where they were, like, the mom and the kid who was, like, four or something were at a fast food place. And they're standing there waiting to order. And the kid goes, be careful with the baby that's in your belly. And the mom goes, I'm not pregnant. I don't have a baby in my belly. And the kid goes, yeah, you do. I just saw it crawl up into you. Oh, God. Like, what? <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Is anybody studying this? Like, this needs to be. <laughs> this one, look, this, this one's for John Flores. My five-year-old. Mom, I need you to throw away two of my Barbies. Me. Why? Her. Because they looked back at me. <laughs> oh, oh, so good. Oh, my God. 
On the playground, my daughter points to the swing next to her. Mommy, come push my ghost friend, Flossie. <laughs> Flossie was my great-grandmother who passed before I was born. What the fuck? See? Yeah. Like sometimes it's just like... Sometimes it's just like weird shit. Like right. I'm gonna run over your head. No, and the, the other is like and clearly is like, your dead mother is hanging out. With exactly. Me. So I have a, a little story that is true that is not from Board Panda, but my my uh, I, th- I may have said it before, but my uh, brother-in-law passed away when my nephew was only 11 months old. So they didn't really ever. He never really got to know his dad. Um, and he's a grown man now, so this was years and years ago. But um, there was a time there when Ian was about, uh, I don't know, he must have been like three or four. And and my sister was having trouble because he couldn't sleep at night. They uh-huh. had just moved to a new house, and he couldn't sleep at night, couldn't sleep at night. And mm. It was, you know, one of those things. I mean, it's hard enough when you're two people, but when you're one person with a baby, I it must yeah. be, like, crazy. And so... She, my sister kept having to wake up in the middle of the night and go to his room and be like, Try to get him to go back to sleep, yeah. And then one, one time he was crying and she was so tired. She said that she was so tired that she just decided maybe if I just, maybe if I just don't go, maybe he'll cry himself to To sleep, sleep. you know. And then suddenly he stopped crying. And she got worried. That something had happened. That something had happened. Sure. And so she walked over into the bedroom. She opened the door to his bedroom, and he was sitting. He was sitting straight up in his bed, happy as could be, just kind of like sitting there. And she said, Ian, is everything all right? Are you okay? And my nephew said, yeah, Dad said it was all going to be all right. <sighs> that I shouldn't cry. Chills. Ah, chills. And, I mean, this is, and this, is always, this is always where I have my, like... I love that we're just chatting at this point. <laughs> Christy right. and I haven't hung out in a while. Yeah. Um, but I, it's as someone who is is not, you know, uh, a believer in. Yeah, the, I and, know, I know. But, but there are things, you know, I. To me, I'm like that seems. This kid never. I mean, where would that come where from? Where would that know? come from? Yeah. Anyway, that's Board Panda. Board Panda, two hundred and seventy-one, or just look up creepy things that kids yeah, say, it's and like a, lists and lists will come. Yeah, up. and truly, truly, some chilling stuff. Yeah, and there's stuff that's funny, but like the one about the captain. There's more like that. Like it's like he's standing right behind you. Yeah. Or like weird shit. Yeah. That they say, but yes, as somebody who is not a, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in God. But there are, I do know that I don't know everything. Sure, of course not. So, like, when I read stuff like that, I'm kind of like, how can, I cannot, I'm not smart enough to be, well, ghosts do not exist. Right. I have never, I've never seen it. Right. I've. Yeah, I, I mean, but, I, but I mean, I know, I know, it's weird to say. All it this. is, but I also, it's like, and I, it is this, just this idea of like, I don't know, man, kids, man, I don't know what the fuck they're seeing. I don't I know re- what the fuck they're seeing. I really don't, man. No. Um, God, I no, can't. because they have no, like you said, they have no filter. They have no filter, and then also they're just inundated daily with like all of this shit, images mm-hmm. and everything, and they're clearly like. Still, I mean, learning constantly. Right. It, who the fuck? No, I don't fucking know. Right. Um, and, and, like, I think there's something to that Waldorf idea of, like, when they're little, little. They're the, just not quite here yet. They're just not quite all here yet. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I. You know, there was a time when Dante and my son, uh, he's 20, 
two now, but there was a time when he insisted, like we would say, oh, your sixth birthday's coming up. And he'd be like, I am 827 years old. Is that right that he's just been around forever? Yeah, and it was always the same number. <laughs> like, it was not for like that whole year. He was like, I'm 827 years old. And we just got to a point where we were like, Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I guess you are. You are. And he's always been kind of like a... An old man an anyway. An old man anyway. Yeah. Um, even when he was young, Dante Flores. Yeah. He was old. Yeah. No, it's 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 some of the most fascinating shit. I, and I think, honestly, like, th- this is... I know we're everywhere now. It's okay. Um, but in the the real, what is something? If you have time, this is not something you can do quickly. And I think we talked about it when we did our documentary episode. But the Slender Man documentary on that HBO made that's on HBO. Um, and these two girls who were I think ten or eleven uh, almost kill their friend because they're so wrapped up in the Slender Man myth. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were going to kill him for. They're going to kill her for. Slender Man, and they're going to get to go. And I, I learned a lot about Slender Man. You know, that's after my time. And it's a great documentary about child psychology and a million different things. But they do, one of those, like, child psychology experts comes on and says, you know, as an adult, we might say, like, oh, when a three-year-old says this or when a five-year-old says this. And, and she's like, you don't actually remember, but when you were 10 or 11, you still had trouble differentiating between what was real and what wasn't. Yeah. She's like, that is why when you're 10 or 11, you can be scared in a movie in a way that you never will be again. Right. Even if you get really scared at something as an adult, it's never, you're never convinced that it's actually happening. And so she, not to defend what these children have done, but kind of to, to right. at least say they need, no. they need help. They need help. They're not criminals. That's why in, that's why you, when horrible things happen between adults and, and children, right, it, it's, it is never the child's, like when people say like, oh, that child, that kid knew what they were doing right. or whatever. No. No, it is never the child's fault. Right. And that's, I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago where your brain, I mean, as adults, our brains sometimes when we're watching something fictional. Convince ourselves. Convince ourselves. Why, it's, why it's we're weeping that's, at Yeah, some, that's why yeah. we are so invested in Friends. That's right. why we're invested in Doctor Who. That's why right. we're inve- invested in, in Battlestar Galactica. Right. Why people, when Game of Thrones ended, were so angry right. that they wanted to riot. Right. Because the, of the lady you, who rode the dragon. You and I get pissed at the finale of Lost. Fuck that finale. Because yeah. we're like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. I've spent my life watching mm-hmm. this. Um, so imagine children now right. at that age. Yeah. They, they really can't tell. Yeah. They really can't tell. At all. Yeah. It's and adults crazy. are supposed to be guiding them and leading them. Right. So I mean, hell, man, I teach 19-year-olds, and sometimes they say some shit, and I'm just like, all right, just let it go. <laughs> They're, they're still not. They still haven't. Fully, right. They're not still. They're still not fully right. grown. Right? Yeah, right. it's true. They're not. They might be a foot taller than I am, but they're not adults, really. They're not. They're sweet, tiny babies. Yeah. Yes, I have a few of those. Yeah. Um, so I so, mean, that's man, it. Keep like, it that's spooky, it. y'all. Keep it spooky. 
Go listen to some awesome podcasts. Yeah, uh, listen to creepy music listen, sounds. Yeah, there's a the the UN the UNT Denton <laughs> radio station, the the crazy scream radio station on Sirius. Yeah, um, lore. Yeah, all uh, of these. My favorite murder, creepy things kids say. say. I would even say like sometimes you know if I need a quick thing, a quick fix, a quick spooky, fix of spooky. I like to read about like hey, you could go to this B and B. In the hill country, yeah, and there's the it's fucking haunted. Like yeah. I love. And there's reading. a bunch of those lists too. You yeah. can look up top ten haunted places haunted places in America. in America, top ten haunted places in Texas, yeah. top ten haunted places or whatever. And some of them you can go stay, and obviously part of it is a huge marketing thing. But it's right. like, oh, some really weird, creepy shit has happened yeah. here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, keep it spooky. We were so busy. This is how we've been trying to keep it spooky. Right. Just All- try- bits and pieces here and there. Also. If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for the first time ever, you can join Terror and Tacos live. 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 So next week, so, you know, Michael and I uh, worked on Dracula at Theater 3. It's still going. It's still going. It's been extended through November 3rd. Fancy. So we're going to be there. We have a few events planned for... um, for the weekend. So there will be a costume contest at Theater 3, at Dracula... Um, on Halloween on night. On Halloween night. And you can have you can take part in that and then you can stay and watch the Bippy Bobby Boo show, uh, which is a show that's going on downstairs in theater too. It's so funny and hilarious and spooky. Um, and then on Friday after Halloween. It's November first. November first, Michael and I will be doing a live uh, broadcast or let's call it a broadcast let's just call it let's just say but we're going to be in the lobby recording our next episode live live come see us come talk to us about your favorite monster movies yeah vampires all that shit stay and watch dracula yeah keep it spooky keep it spooky all through october y'all um yeah i guess that's it that's it don't 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 talk to the captain. Don't talk to the captain. (laughs) See you next time if the captain doesn't get you first.